welcome to the Platinum Consultants channel, home of Simpro Chats with Daz and Ads. In this channel, we cover everything Simpro. Simpro is an estimating, job management and scheduling software for tradies and related businesses. If you have Simpro and you want to learn more, stay tuned for great content. If you don't have Simpro yet, feel free to contact me for a demo to show you what Simpro can do for you and your business. Just send an email to darren at platinumconsultants.com.au. Now, on with the show. Hi everyone, welcome to episode one of Simpro Chats with Ads and Daz, or Daz and Ads, will depend on who's, introdu who's introducing the video. So um, again, my name's Adam, I'm from AMAC Consulting. My partner in crime today is... I'm Darren from Platinum Consultants. Beautiful. So I'm coming from lovely Melbourne, and Daz, you're coming from Perth, aren't you, mate? Yes, it's a little bit stormy today, yep. but uh, nice and warm on the inside, that's for sure. Has, has your roof blown off yet? <laughs> Maybe the neighbours, but not ours yet. Yeah, good, 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 good. Lovely. All right, cool. Well, seeing as we're um, starting our first video, um, maybe what we'll do is we'll go through a bit of a, an agenda of what we want to have a bit of a chat about. So that way you guys know what we're coming up for. So we're going to start off today by having a chat about the new look of Simpro. Well, it's not really new. It's a little bit old now, but it's new to the video. So we'll talk about it. Um, what's next on the, on the menu, Daz? So we've got importing stock levels and locations. So that's a nice juicy one, followed by combining catalog and item entry purchase orders, which is also something that's been really sought after for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Yep, we've got the unassigned stock report. We're gonna have a bit of a chat about. Uh, mandatory due dates, bulk actions for attachments. And if we can sneak it in, we might even have a bit of a chat about bi-directional status codes. because we've got a bit of a chock full um, uh, agenda today so we'll see how we go so why don't we have a bit of a chat about the new look Daz so what do you reckon what are your thoughts about the new look with Simpro so the new look came out in two separate stages the first stage which just changed some of the colors and changed the way the tables were displayed followed by a couple of weeks later a full change to the whole of Simpro navigation so it basically moved from the top to the left that's the, the gist of it but to be honest, I really like it how it is now. I, I, I actually, it, it took me a while to get used to it. I, I've been seeing the old look more or less for 12 years. And uh, of course, when you change it, uh, what's going to happen is people are going to react and, and, and not like the change. And me too. At first, it took a while to get used to. But to be honest, I really like it. I do find the menu system a lot easier to, to click on. It doesn't move when you're when you're trying to scroll or when you're trying to move from one column to another column within the menu i find i don't lose where i am i also find that there's a few extra features they snuck in which i'll cover very shortly that uh were in the new look but weren't actually considered features as far as the release notes go what do you think you liking it or hating it yeah, it's, it's not too bad. Uh, like like you, man, it took ages to get used to. Um, I was yeah having a bit of a play with Simpro. Um, well, I've been playing with Simpro now for about eight or nine years. So when we've kind of gone from 10 to 11 up to 12, and now we've completely changed the way that it looks, I mean, I kind of had to have a bit of a heart-to-heart -heart with myself by saying, you've practiced what you preach, so you keep telling everyone about change management, and now you're complaining about the way that it looks. Um, but no... It, it, it took a week or so for me to get used to, but yeah, it's, it's good. I, I don't mind it, man. Have you had a chance to have a look and see how it formats on a phone yet? Because I know the old one formatted okay, but it'd be a bit fiddly when you're playing with the menus on a phone. 
Have you had a I chance? Actually, I, I have checked. Uh, I've, I've logged in on the phone. I haven't gone to all the different screens. Mm -hmm. It's it's more or less the same as it was. I, I think it actually works a little bit better than than the old style, but it's still not uh, responsive to the size of the screen that you've got. Yeah. Okay. So, what I did notice is on smaller screens, you don't have the option to pop out the menu. But for anyone who is using just the icons and trying to figure them out, just look at the bottom of the screen. You should see there's two little arrows. Click on that so that you can actually read what the menu's about. Once you get used to the icons, you can probably uh, minimize that. But if you've got access to it, if your screen's big enough, do maximize that menu so that you can actually read the, the menu items as you scroll down rather than trying to recognize the icons. Yeah, one thing I did note the button. Is it just mirrors the print button gone? Good question. I suppose most people know how to right click and print and control P, uh, but you're right. The print button has gone. And yeah. rather than doing those other two that I just suggested, I always used to use the print button. Yeah, so I, do I love that. Yeah, mm. yeah I love that. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's, yeah, look, my feedback, it's, I think it's good. I think it works fairly well. It does what it needs to do. Um, one thing I do like is that it gives more real estate on the screen now. So when you're looking yeah. at the tables, they're kind of full page width now, rather than having a bit of real estate chopped off on the side. So anytime you can free up real estate on the screen, in my opinion, is a good time. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's good. It took a bit to get used to, but now that I'm used to it, I think it's great. Absolutely. And a couple of those extras they threw in on the projects in the projects overview area, mm. we now has we have a freeze pane for the titles. So as you scroll down, the titles are actually going to stick on the screen, which is something that people wanted for a long time, but it wasn't done. We can also click on the cost centers from within the project overview screen now as well. Yeah, so I noticed that. That's awesome. That's great. You're looking at the project overview and you're like, what's with that cost center? Why is that? Why is that got a negative variance? And you can click on it. That's really cool. Yeah, yes. so no more going to the cost centers lists and having to then scroll down and find what you look for. You can actually, from the project overview, click straight on, click click on the cost center, and you're in there having a look at why the numbers are the way they are. Mm -hmm. That's that's a great feature. It's something that was snuck in. As far as I know, it wasn't even written in the release notes. So if you if you're if you're holding off the, from the new look, I think get used to it now because really at some point you're going to have to. Yeah, uh, but you get some of these extra features as well. Yeah, totally. I reckon it's great. I reckon those that just just the fact that I can click on the cost center in the in the um, project overview when I'm looking at the cost complete, I think that's that's worth it by itself. To be honest with you, absolutely. All right. So, in uh, Enterprise twenty point two point four release, mm -hmm. we have a extra feature: importing stock levels and locations. What are you mm -hmm. thinking about that? I think that is awesome. Um, I've just been working with a customer where they had about, oh, I don't know, man, probably close to 40 storage devices and every storage device needed minimum stock quantities because they were all vans and sitting there going through 40 stock locations, setting up minimum pack quantities for a hundred different catalog on, man, it was, it was brutal. It was so painful. Uh, probably about a week or two after I'd finished doing that, they released this. So um, it, was, oh, it, was pretty, it was pretty bittersweet for me because I spent all that time going through them one by one and then this came out. So I'm like, oh, lucky I don't have to do it again. But man, I could have done this a week ago. Um, no, I think it's great. I think it's a really, I think it's probably the last, um, one of the last things they needed to really do to, to kind of polish off this stock import feature 
um, along with the catalogs and importing stock. It's something that's been missing and, and I'm really glad that it's out now. Yeah, so the, in the past, what you could do, you could get partway there. You could copy a storage device's stock take. So if you had a van and you had a certain amount of stock that you expect to be in the van and you had 20 of them, you could copy that 20 times and therefore you'd have the same stock in each van. Fantastic. But the minimum maximum levels had to be manually typed every single time. And then the next level from that is what if we want to import the whole lot, including the stock levels, including the min max levels. How do we do that? Now we can, it's, it's, it's the last piece of the puzzle, as you were saying. Yeah, totally. Uh, I think it's, I think it's great. Um, honestly, I don't really think there's much more to say than that. I think it's, I think it's a really good feature. Um, why don't we move on to the next one, buddy? Why don't we have a chat about combining catalog and item entry orders? Cause this is a really good one. Um, I think it's something that's been kind of missing for a while now. Um, it's, it's something that, yeah, it's been missing, but and I really dig it. What about you, bud? Absolutely. So let's paint the scenario. You've got a huge purchase order that you're entering in because you've got the invoice in front of you and you're typing away, typing away, typing away. And one of the last items on the list is something that you've never bought before, something you're never going to buy again. And we have to add it to the catalog in order to put it on the purchase order. It used to be very, very, very painful. But now we can actually just type a one-off item anytime we want, intermingle it with catalog items. So you can put a mixture of catalog and one-off items. And the benefit of the one-off items, if you didn't pick it up, they don't go in the catalog. So anything you're buying that is literally one-off and you don't want to clog up your catalog because let's face it, the, the catalog gets bigger and bigger and bigger. The more we can keep out of the catalog, the easier it is to find the those items you're actually looking for, the ones that you buy all the time. And the way they've done it in my mind is fantastic. There's a couple of other little features they added to it. What, what can you tell us about those? Yeah, totally. Um, well, you've got that nice little quick ad feature, which is really cool. So you can actually search for the catalog item within the purchase order rather than having to flick between the two different tabs. So that's, that's a really handy little feature um, as well as being able to filter by the, um, the, the cheapest supplier as well. Um, that actually now gives you a little pop-up box and gives you that really nice little feel good um, moment where you can see how much money you're actually going to save by using the, the new filters that Simpro's got in there too. So, um, yeah, overall, man, I think it's, it's a really nice little feature. Uh, makes you feel warm and fuzzy when you see how much money you're going to save. Um, and being able to, yeah, like you said, just combine the fact that you can put the one-off item and the catalog items together. It's just such a big, a big time saver. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. And I think the fact that it's an automatic pop-up that comes up when you when you start typing in if there's if there's a way that you can save money by going to another supplier mm -hmm. it will actually show you at the bottom of the page which is fantastic so previously you had to click on a button to say show cheapest supplier or show cheapest order mm -hmm. now it'll actually do it for you automatically which is fantastic and it looks and feels much better the way they've laid it out so again you know change they've changed a little bit but this is definitely for the better and it makes a lot more sense They've combined the job and stock area so that you don't have a little radio button to select which one you're going to go for and then search. You actually have one box for both, which is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, like the, the interface, like the, the, the user experience and user interface, it just seems a little bit more modern as well when 
with the, the pop-up box and just kind of automatically showing you what you're going to save. I think it's, it's a really nice little um, step forward uh, and hopefully a bit of a prelude to uh, a few other areas that Simpro is going to gradually improve by kind of getting that interface looking a little bit more modern. Absolutely. So yeah. on to the next item of discussion for today is the unassigned stock report. Mm -hmm. now, this has been uh, one of my favorite reports for a long time for various reasons. What we used to use it for back in the day was to see if there's any jobs out there where maybe you haven't assigned all the stock that you should. And this mm -hmm. would be a nice and easy way to see maybe if someone hasn't done their job properly on the mobile app and that's going to ruin your stock levels. But now it can do so much more with a previous release quite, quite a while ago, we could order items. But what's this current release doing that, that the old release didn't do? Yeah, so you've now got the ability to be able to filter by due dates as well of the projects, um, which, is, which is a really handy little inclusion. So, I mean, like, that, like you've said, the unassigned stock report's been a really, it's been a bit of a hidden gem for quite some time. Like I've had customers um, that have purposely had their jobs that they were putting in the system. They were adding catalog items to the jobs on purpose rather than stock, waiting for the moment where they have enough items that they can purchase in bulk to try and save money on freight. Um, so previously they would run the report, kind of have a bit of a two screen system going on, have the report on one screen, have the purchase order on the other and just be assigning stock to jobs and kind of raising one big purchase order. So like you said, the ability to actually create the purchase order out of the report itself, it was, was pretty ace, but then now being able to filter out by due dates on projects by saying, okay, well, this job's due, um, this Friday. So I know that we need to order all this stock by this Friday. So now being able to filter out by dates, it's, it's a really powerful little tool. It's just taken a really handy report. Then the update to bring in purchase orders inside of it was, was incredible. And then this last update kind of has just finished. And I feel like it's closed the loop on the report now yeah. where it's kind of got everything it needs to have in there to be its own kind of, it's not really a report. It's more of a functional program, more of a functional piece inside of Simpro rather than a report now. It's really cool. Absolutely. And for some of those customers who have been using Simpro for a long time, uh, you may have written this report off previously as something that, oh yeah, that's nice, but we don't really need it because it doesn't fit into our workflow. Well, mm -hmm. for, for this point forward, it could actually be a mainstay part of your workflow. Mm -hmm. Let's paint a scenario. We've got a whole lot of jobs at multiple different sites. Now mm -hmm. it's part of the same project, for example, and I want to place one order. Let's say I'm, I'm a HVAC, I install air, air conditioners and I'm doing a multi-site. So I've got 20 units that I'm, I'm putting air conditioners in. Each one's a separate job. I don't want to go into each job and, and raise an order for air conditioners. Now, this particular job is actually due in three weeks. So I'm going to set my date filter for the date range of in three weeks time between this date and this date. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to then bring up a list of all of the stock required to either be purchased or to come out of stock within that date range. And of course I can filter then by site or by customer. And when I do that, I'm then getting a list of everything I need to buy for a specific set of jobs, select all, create order. And this one purchase order will actually send all of the individual items to each individual job into the correct cost centers. It's an amazing two button click to create an order that could be for 20 different jobs. And previously to do it properly, you'd have to do it manually. There was no way to do it at all. So for those people who sort of overlooked this from the past, 
come back, have another look. Maybe it's going to save you a lot of time. Yeah, it's, it's, a really, it's a really cool little report that you could actually work into your workflows now. So if you are doing something like that, it's probably a really good time to revisit the report to see if it could be a really good way to save you time um, rather than having to do it all manually, like you said. Could take a process that may have taken you an hour, could take that down to five minutes. And, you know, any time that you can save time and, and clicks is, is a good time in my book. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Um, all right, so we've got mandatory due dates, which came out in 20.2.1. This is a pretty, uh, at surface level, I think this is a really, um, uh, uh, doesn't seem like a really powerful update, but I think the, the more you dig into it, I think the more power that it actually provides to you with your workflows. Fantastic, it, it, that's exactly right, because if you click it, think about the unassigned stock report, the unassigned stock report with the date filter requires a due date for it to function at all. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to rely as part of my workflow on the unassigned stock report to know what jobs I need to buy items for and to list all those items, what if someone just accidentally forgot to put the due date in? That would be disastrous. Let's say it takes some, some of these switchboards and various bits and pieces, they can take six or eight or 12 weeks to arrive, especially, you know, there, there are quite a few manufacturers that, that are in China. It could take three months even. If you miss the boat on that, literally miss the boat, there's no recovery. That job just can't get done. So if you make these due dates mandatory, now we have a workflow that you can't accidentally make a mistake. Of course, you can type the wrong due date in, that's a human error, but you can't forget to do it at all. So it will appear in that report somewhere. I think it, it's a really good uh, small feature that will make a huge difference to making sure for quality that nobody forgets to at least put a due date in of when this job is actually likely to, to require its parts or when it's likely to start. Yeah, totally. Even, even from a quote perspective, like if you're, if you're someone that uses notifications to uh, send out emails or text messages to people based on due dates, um, you know, the fact that we can now force the due date to be filled out means that the notifications are going to become more and more powerful because they're always going to go out. You don't have a choice because you're forcing due dates into things. And I believe that you can also create the, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Daz, but I'm pretty sure you can also pick whether it's service or projects that the, the mandatory dates also appear in as well. Absolutely. So there's a choice between quotes for just service quotes, just project quotes, or jobs, just service jobs, and just project jobs. So you actually have four selections for the mandatory due dates. So maybe your service jobs don't need the due date so much, but your project jobs, you want to force them to have due dates. And same with quotes. And, and the notifications you're talking about, you know, these could be notifications to the customer to say, hey, you're, we sent you this quote, and this quote is due to expire on this date. Have you had a chance to have a look? Would you like some more information, etc.? Or maybe it's the other way around and we want to send some of these notifications to the salesperson. Mm, hey, you better yeah. follow this quote up. It's due to be sent by tomorrow or something like that. So there's a lot, lot of notifications that rely on these due dates as well. Yeah, it's awesome. No, I dig it, man. I think it's, I think it's great. Anytime that you're like, like I said, at surface level, it seems quite fluffy, but the more you dig into it, I think the more powerful it becomes. It's, it's a really, really good one. Absolutely. Yep. Um, cool. So a couple more discussion points. So let's move on to the bulk action for attachments, which was 20.2.1. Um, again, this kind of, for me, polishes off the, the attachments tab. 
it was probably the last thing that it was missing. Um, we previously got folders being introduced into it, um, which was a game changer because that was, you could actually put folders in stuff. It was awesome. Um, then we got templates. So you're being able to then put templates into jobs automatically. And now with being able to do bulk actions for attachments and being able to mark things as private, public, move them around, it's, 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 it's really, really cool. Absolutely. So if you've got 20 photos and all the photos need to be sent with the invoice, previously you would have to click on each one, one at a time and say, send, 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 email, email, email. That gets a bit old, especially when you've got lots of jobs like that. Now you can select all and you can multi-select and say, with all these tick boxes I've just done, do this, whether it's to move them or to make them email or, or to make them available for use on the mobile. And don't forget, exactly as you said in the last piece of the puzzle, the mobile, the new mobile app can now take advantage of those folders as well. So people can actually take photos into folders, mm -hmm. which is another fantastic update. Yeah. So, I mean, like I've got customers that, that do multi-stage jobs. So they'll have a job for the rough in, the cutout, the fit off, the testing, commissioning, the handover and everything else. Um, and just having like a massive list of uh, photos just inside of a job was always quite painful. So what we've worked into their template is the ability to be able to have like side attachments as a folder inside of that have subfolders for the different job stages. So when the guys are using the app, they could go to site folders, open up the rough in folder and then drop all the photos for the rough in in there. So that way they're not having to sift through hundred photos to try and find a specific trench that was dug maybe at the, the rough in stage or the trenching stage. They could just go into the folder structure and now see where those folders live, where those photos live. It's a really, really good one. Absolutely. Yeah. So the last topic for discussion in this episode is the bi-directional status codes. So we always had status codes. We could always automatically trigger them based on certain events from either the mobile app or from within enterprise itself. But one of the things that people had trouble with was, well, well they only flow down. So what if I want to go back to pending or something else that was earlier in the workflow even though we, we've just invoiced the job or we've just completed the job. And the only way to do that was to completely untick the automatic triggers, which then meant if you did then do the next stage and the next stage, the job would stay at the previous uh, status that it was on before. And that's all changed now. Hey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Um, I mean, the, the fact that we can now send jobs backwards um, based on events that are happening, it's quite powerful. I mean, I've had like, personally, I've had quite a few of my customers that have got really complex and tricky workflows and we've purposely had to stash status codes away at the top or whatnot to make it kind of then go back up to flow back down again. Um, a few of my customers have kind of found that this update has hindered some of the workflows that we previously set up for them because things are just jumping around a little bit. So if you are one of those customers that have got some pretty unique workflows and you've specifically set them up to accommodate that um, and you're finding things are starting to move into weird spots it may be something that you might want to revisit just to rejig those status codes now um, because they can actually go um, up and down based on the events that are happening so it's a really good one i mean a pretty common pretty common one that would probably be used is just employee scheduled or technician scheduled or whatnot so you know you've got a job that's sitting in progress you've just booked someone to go back out the site again. Previously, it wouldn't be able to go back up a step because employee schedule from a hierarchy perspective was generally higher than job in progress. Um, so now that when you schedule an employee in, you can actually see that that job's gone from 
um, you know, uh, customer unavailable back to employee scheduled without having to put customer unavailable right at the top of the list to then flow back down. So it just makes it makes some more sense when you're looking at your workflow of things being able to go backwards and forwards. Definitely. And, and a common example would be also uh, one of the, the mobile techs clicks complete by accident. Yeah, I've done my job. Hits complete. The job goes to completed. But actually, it's still in progress. But every time you try and move it back to in progress, it says, well, someone's clicked complete, so it must be. So we can override some of these statuses now so that it will actually stay at scheduled or, com or in progress, even if someone clicks complete by accident. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's a, it's a really, really good feature. Um, I think, yeah, look, I think we're, we're definitely moving in the right direction with Simpro with, with a lot of its releases over the last 12 months. There's, there's a lot of really good stuff that's come out. Definitely. So I think that wraps up our chats for today. Have you got anything else to add? Um, no, man, I think that was great. I think, um, like I said, uh, really moving in, moving forward in the right direction. Um, how did you find the first episode, bud? You happy with that? I am. I think we might have uh, gone a little bit over. We, we're aiming for around 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, but hopefully all of the topics that we covered, you found very useful and maybe got some information out of. And of course, we're available. We are ICs, Implementation Consultants. We specialize in Simpro. So if you need to discuss anything about what we've talked about here, if you'd like some help or some advice, if you'd like some training, or if you just want us to have a look at your system and make sure that you're using it as efficiently as you can, please get in contact with us. You can contact me uh, at www.platinumconsultants.com.au or via email, darren at platinumconsultants.com.au. And what about you, Ads? Yeah, my email address is a funny one. It's just amac.consulting. That's literally it. Um, and my email address is info at amac.consulting. Um, but yeah, no, I, I was really happy with that, Daz. Um, thank you so much. Um, now, one of the other little things that we do want to do moving forward as well uh, is we do want to have a bit of feedback with you guys. So if you want to leave us any comments um, below, you're more than welcome to. We'll read them and respond to them accordingly. Alternatively, if you'd like to send us to an email, you can get us at simprochats at gmail.com. Um, we'll try and introduce a bit, of a, 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 a bit of a feature in our videos where we get to um, have a chat about your um, your questions and anything that you wanted to discuss with us. Uh, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be good fun. Absolutely. So any suggestions, any discussion points, any problems you've got, put it in there and we'll see if we can get to it in one of our future episodes. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for being part. Don't forget to subscribe, share it with other people, see if we can get this thing really happening. Looking forward to the next one. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We'll see you then. See you next time. Bye.